Welcome into the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Use code DNVR when you sign up for a new account to get amazing odds boosts every single day. <clears throat> Rudo, AJ, Blaze, I, Jesse might come back. I don't know. <laughs> he was here. <laughs> yeah. His power might have gone out. I don't know. Uh, Avs win 3-1 to one over the Calgary Flames in a hockey game that was actually pretty fun. I enjoyed this hockey game quite a bit, even if uh, some of that time was the Avs, you know, living clean and, and doing things like that. But let's uh, let's do the 60-second rundown first, which I can take. I guess it, it was 4-1. I mean, we don't have a timer. Okay, I'll just start talking then. It's fine. Uh, First period of this game, the Avs came out and pretty much dominated on the front end of it, not just possessing the puck well. They end up scoring three goals, probably should have scored another one as Erod missed a wide-open net. Uh, But uh, three really good goals. The first one really, really liked, especially because Devon Taves in Kale McCarr's absence, activating, helping create a play for Miko to finish, who gets his 30th of the year. In game number 43, that's pretty fast. And once again, it was the finish show for Colorado as the next two goals come from Arturi Lekkanen. And the Avs put themselves in the driver's seat extremely quickly in this one. One of those does come on the power play, so they do a good job there too. Uh, The second period, loved the first half of it. Thought the Avs played really well with the three-goal lead. The second half of it was literally just absolute madness chaos Georgiev playing well and also getting really lucky so a little bit of column a a little bit of column b the third period uh definitely went full turtle full calgary push the abs do give up one goal early on the penalty kill but they weather the storm and then get the uh the rarest play in hockey where miko rantanen scores a goal without technically scoring a goal into the empty net to make it a 4-1 final It's about 125. Uh, I mean, that's not that bad. Could have been worse. Uh, Anyway, rewind it back up. First period of this hockey game. Best first period in a while for this hockey team. I know they've had some good ones as of late, but certainly ah, the first 12 minutes of it been a while since we've seen the Evs dominate a team like that out the gate. Yeah. Okay. True. The biggest thing for me was I thought they looked really confident. Yep. <clears throat> weren't they, afraid they, of nobody. Yeah, no, they weren't afraid. They were making good decisions. Um, I've talked to Kale a couple times <clears throat> in the last week about them – starting with that Chicago game, they really tried to focus on, well, what are we doing well and how do we replicate that? And I think you've seen that in every game since. And and what's funny is the scores have actually been closer as I think their play has gotten better, like in certain areas. Um, Like in that first game, I, you know, they, they took a lot of things they did well in Chicago and they added onto that. And then against Detroit, they took all those things that they did even better uh, against Ottawa and they added onto that. And then I thought tonight against a much better Calgary team than those last two teams that I just named, I I thought they played even better. And honestly, the second and third period really didn't even bother me all that much. Um, It got a little scrambly at times, uh, but but for the most part, I didn't feel anything sustained ultra threatening from Calgary. And and again, the abs felt composed um, and comfortable playing with that three goal lead and letting Calgary kind of like, yeah, okay, go ahead and skate and take these shots from out high. And, uh, you know, they, they every time they got the puck on their stick, they seemed like they knew what they were doing with it. And that, to me, is the biggest difference between what we're seeing right now and what we've seen over the last few weeks is the decision-making. It was so good all of last year that gave, team, gave teams fits because they just, like, didn't make a mistake. Over the last couple of weeks, they were just making bad plays all over the place. Like, that was what was stuck out the most. And over these last three games, and for me, especially tonight, even in the second and third, 
It looked like when they were getting the puck on their sticks, they were establishing a zone, whether it be their defensive zone or the offensive zone. Guys knew where they were supposed to be. They knew what they were supposed to do with the puck, and they executed it like they knew guys were going to be where they wanted them to be, and and they were. And, and, and really, you asked Georgiev a few times to step up, and they said there was a couple moments where they were running around a little bit, but for the most part, I never truly felt like that lead was in jeopardy in the third period. It, yeah, I I never was actually worried about this game either. I you know once they got up two three nothing, I they just seemed too comfortable and too confident playing in this game. And and you know obviously there are plenty of things they could have done better, and, and we'll get into that in a minute. But this is not a hockey team that blows three goal leads. <laughs> certainly when they play the way they're capable of. It's not something that happens very often. Well, and when you have no Kale McCarr, you're talking about you're missing your your best, most dynamic guy. Um, defensively, offensively, you feel like we can we can kind of find our way through this, right? We can figure sure. it out. But defensively, um, you have to like what they did for the most part. Mm-hmm. You're talking about it's not just Kale McCarr. You're missing half your defense, and. Yeah. If you take uh, if if you take Curtis McDermott, Jacob McDonald, Andreas England, and Brad Hunt off the Avalanche, I don't know how many other NHL teams those four guys are on. Yeah. You know, McDermott and England because they're they're big and they'll fight are probably somewhere. Brad Hunt has been a seventh guy the last couple of years. You're talking about these are all really fringy NHL players as they are, and all of them had important roles in this game. All of them had important plays. And it was this was a rising tide raises all boats kind of kind of game from the team defense perspective where you know in the final few minutes you have Logan O'Connor and Alex Newhook give you probably your best shift in the last five minutes of a game. Uh, you get you get Curtis McDermott absolutely seals a guy off along the wall, backhands it up and out and and cre- helps create a scoring chance the on on the other end. You know you have Sam Gerrard and Miko Rantanen outworking Nazem Kadri and win a puck battle between those two, get the puck up and out of the zone. You know, like those guys, you're talking about those guys are absolutely key when you're missing a guy like Kale McCarr. You can't ever replace that. But what you need is you need everybody else to just a, a little bit more of a level. They need to raise their game just a little bit. And you saw there were some nice defensive plays from Brad Hunt in this. Andreas England had a solid night. Curtis McDermott had his moments. You know, uh, Sam Gerrard and Eric Johnson were really solid in this. Uh, I really didn't have, I really didn't have, like, there were some mistakes and things I would, I, you don't love, but that's going to happen. It's the NHL. The other team is also an I mean, NHL team. I, I was, I was going to say, I, I wanted to make sure, because I've honestly, I've liked Andreas England. Over just in his call up in general, he's had a couple Mm -hmm. games that that you want a little bit more from him. But I think for me, thus far, like at his worst, he's an average to below, slightly below average third pairing guy. But at his best tonight, like he's a like his best hockey is bona fide NHLer. Like he looks, he he looks good. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes. He uses his size well. I thought that was all at its best tonight. I, I liked Brad Hunt's night, and you touched on all this, AJ. I just wanted to comment as well that, that yeah, I just I, I thought all of those guys were brought a game at a higher level than what we normally see them, including Curtis McDermott. And I think even when you have Kale McCarr in the lineup, I think that's also been true over the last couple of nights, and that's what's opened Kale up to to one skate fewer minutes and two set a little bit more into the rhythm, like what he had in terms of his role over the last couple seasons. And you don't get to free him up like that if you're not getting good performances turned in by Angland, Hunt, McDermott, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, Devon Tate's also kicked ass. Yeah, I was going to say, I appreciate appreciate the depth, guys. Devon Tate's hit Blaze's first bet six minutes into the hockey. (laughs) (laughs) That that first period was great, too. I mean, after the abs did come out and, you know, they put three goals in right away. You saw Calgary, Calgary give a little bit of a pushback there at the end yeah. of the first, going into yep. the second. And the way that the abs just kind of shut that down, especially coming out in that second period, 
um, you know, you got to be happy for that because there were a lot of chances there and they took care of business. So um, those are those are positives to take from the abs that have had trouble keeping people from, you know, getting back in the games after when, scoring early. And when you to build on that, when you get a three nothing lead, the second period is the one you're worried about. Yeah. You get through the second period with that three nothing lead. You're like, yeah, we're winning this hockey game. If you don't, and, it's a disaster. At that yeah, point. and that second period, the Avs have more to sh- more shot attempts uh, at five v five. They win the shots battle. They have more scoring chances and high danger chances. Finish at one to one. So there was no like it, it got a little loosey goosey <laughs> at times and a little back and forth. It opened up and actually was a pretty entertaining oh, period. But man. they did work in the second period, yeah, and that's I, Georgiev. Whatever chance cropped up. He was there to erase. And, it was just good hockey from the abs. And then that third period, look, you only get so much credit for not blowing a lead, but they didn't blow the lead. You, I, I, who cares? At that point, you're playing a game without Kale McCarr. Yeah. Calgary's giving you everything they have left in the tank. And you're, you're getting by with shifts from Hunt, McDermott, Anglin. You won the hockey game. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what more you can ask from there. AJ, you started to touch on it, though. You want your defenseman to look good? Get a goalie performance like you did tonight out of Georgiev. I mean, yep. dude did everything in his power to put this one together for Colorado tonight. I mean, he stopped some goals, like goals that should have gone in. Yeah, like yeah, yeah. He, was, he was big tonight. Yeah. Yeah. No, I mean, it's it's – and I, AJ's eyes are already rolling, but like, you know, the, the, the timely saves thing where you talk about getting out of that second period. Cause I was thinking the same thing as you're coming down there the last five minutes, it's like, you've, you've had a decent period in terms of they had that one really strong push there in the middle where they generated a couple good scoring opportunities. Um, and, and, and then, after that, I, again, I just I thought they defended well enough that even through that push, it wasn't that bad. But there's a save right at the halfway point of the period. I think it was at 10-10. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's the shoulder save coming right down the slot. That That's just one of those saves that you're not wrong in the sentiment, AJ, of like you need all of the saves because if you don't make the next one, then that first one is kind of irrelevant. But the point being is that he makes that huge save and then, you know, pass, pass, and the puck goes out of play. I just I remember marking that save down and saying, keep down in mind because if that goes in and this is three one, suddenly you're one shot away here in the last ten minutes of this period from this being a one goal game going into the third period, and your three goal lead, losing it that way really doesn't even like feel that bad because that's you know two goals in a period then one the next, and I just thought that was that was a, a particularly huge save for Georgiev just given where we were at in the game and what the score was and all of that. And when you are, when you do have a three goal lead, you're talking about the longer you keep it, like the steeper, the climb back up the hill gets, mm-hmm. uh, because if they do get one at the end of the second period, and then you still take the same penalty to start the third and they score on that, you know, you know, in a matter of like four game minutes that could yeah. flip around, you know, all of a sudden you're two minutes from, uh, a three nothing lead going into the third period, and then you're two minutes into the third period. You're in a three two game where anything can happen. Uh, so getting getting that kind of performance from Georgiev was really really important. And honestly, I wonder how much of it was driven by uh, he he can't be comfortable. Pavel Fransos got three starts in a row as soon as he got healthy, basically. Like well, and, he, comes, and, and, he comes in, gets three starts in a row, plays awesome. And he earned and, that third start. You know what yeah, I mean? And like you can't you, you're not you're not gonna be comfortable when he gives you the starts that he gave you. And so Georgiev knows he's going to Calgary. This is the best team on the schedule over the last handful of games. He's got an opportunity to uh, he's got an opportunity to kind of make a point here. That hey, he's not giving away this net to Pavel Francouz, and to me, point made. Honestly, with Georgiev, even it even felt a little bit like you saw the confidence come back, especially I think after he got 
call it good luck, call it Calgary needs to shoot a little bit better through the second period where they hit a few posts, a couple of pucks that got behind Georgiev didn't go into the net. And I think you kind of saw Georgiev go, oh, okay, now all this bullshit isn't going in on me anymore. I'm yeah. not getting all these breaks not going my way. And he's and in the third period, especially, you know, he started throwing a little bit of flair on some of those saves. Like he was feeling it. Yeah. It, it's you tweeted it. I can't remember when it was Rudo, but the abs, in addition to them, not playing fully up to, you know, what they were capable of over that, that stretch there, it would be, it would be outright ridiculous to say that they didn't have some really crummy luck along the way. And I think some of that you saw that, you know, with like the Georgiev stick slam in Vancouver. Yeah. I think that was some of that where it's just like, are you kidding me? Are you kidding me? Like, I mean, that Florida game, dude. Right. That fifth goal. Give me a fucking break, dude. Right. Right. And so to your point, Ruta, like it is one of those things where it's just like when Bednar told us the other day, like the guys aren't frustrated. They're down. I think that's kind of what he's referring to. Like at a certain point, you're just like, okay, yeah, yeah, we need to be better, but can we get like this much luck? Yeah, like, this much luck would be like a nice little spark for us. And and I think you've seen a little bit of that combined with them playing better, working harder. I think you have seen just a, a little touch of luck go their way, in a way that it wasn't a couple weeks ago. That's not the difference between this week and last week. That's not what I'm saying, but mm-hmm. um, it helps. Yeah, I mean. We got crushed. People were crushing us every day, tweeting at us like angrily. Like, oh, all you guys do is blame luck and this and that. And it was like, regardless of the fact that that was utter bullshit the entire time, we were just talking about, look, the abs are not getting any kind of anything going their way if, if at all. If you watched it and yeah. paid the attention, is like you knew that wasn't sustainable. <laughs> well, and you know that like no team lives – that cleanly or that, I guess, right. uncleanly, like all the time. The it world always just, balances back to middle. Yeah. The, the world just doesn't work that way. It, it and was, it was watching and, and percentage for me, especially like, with like, yeah, like like pucks that were like taking bounces off of sticks right to a guy. You know, like you look at the Nick Schmaltz goal in the Arizona game, and I'm like, this is a, a dude that fans on a one timer, and a puck lands on a guy's stick literally a foot from your goaltender and he all he has to do is just lift it over the pad and into the net you know the john Tavares has a puck that just gets away from him and it lands right on michael bunting's stick and he scores into it into an in, in into an, into the net and you see the same thing happen that in the detroit game where the puck gets away from new hook and it, lands, it goes right to miko ranton and who beats yeah. Yeah. beats a goalie five hole and you're like they, like the pendulum was swinging back towards this is no longer absolute horse shit every night. And yeah, tonight yeah. you really saw, you really saw like the abs were on the, just they got good luck. Yeah, Some good things broke their way. That's like, that's part of the, that's part of the thing in the NHL is that you just have to get some of that along the way. It makes your life a lot easier. If you can get up three, nothing, you know, they're Colorado's third goal. You know, the power play goal is a puck that Miko Rantanen is actively trying to chip. He tries that little chip play along the net. It gets through him, lands right on Lekkinen's st- stick on the back door, and he puts it in. And, like, he still has to finish, and, you know, things still have to happen, but that's an ac- like, that's an accidental thing that happens that just goes Colorado's way, and they make the most of it. So, yeah, absolutely. It has, it has helped them to get it to good things just happen. Well, and I think hockey is unique, at least among the four major sports. Maybe soccer is a little bit like this, but it, it's not at the same pace of like the, the fluidity and the speed of hockey. We're like all sports are games of inches, right? Yeah. Hockey kind of embodies that more than any other, again, because of the pace and how fluid play is. Where, yeah, literally – a puck jumping this way by an inch could be game changing. And, mm-hmm. and it's just, it, I always laugh, AJ, going back to like what you're saying about us getting buried about talking about that. I always say it, whether you're talking about injuries or bounces or whatever, our job when we talk about these games or write about them or whatever 
It's not to make excuses or, you know, define why things happen, but it is our job to give context to what's going on. And in the same way that if you're on the other end tonight and that puck skips through the crease, you're saying, damn, that's super unlucky for Calgary that that puck <laughs> takes that angle and goes across the blue instead of into the back of the net. That was crummy luck for Calgary. Like that is a fact of what happened tonight. And that was true for the apps for the last couple of weeks. And, and, and you've gotten some breaks along the way here, these last three days. It's always about just providing the context and it yeah. goes both ways. I, on the nature of hockey, because the puck is shaped the way that it is. Right, you get right. unpredictable. Bow- it's like, it's like fumbles in football. Fumble luck is a huge thing that, that can define team seasons. Hello, Broncos. Like, <laughs> is it luck when it's Melvin Gordon though? I'm. I, we don't need to really get into it, but like when you when you like lose like five fumbles at a goal at the goal line, like it's not yeah. been your year, man. For sure. <laughs> like, and in the same way that like with pucks, with pucks, man, it, and that's no, oh, yeah, sure helps to have 82 games where you get to fight that goddamn thing because you see the most skilled players in the world just taking wax at that thing, hoping it goes the right way. How many times yeah. do you see mishit pucks go into nets because a goalie yeah. thinks that he's he's trying to make a save of, you know, oh, he I, thinks the puck is going to be in a certain area, and then a guy mishits it completely, and it slides flat on the ice and goes into the five hole. That was another great save Georgiev had tonight on that uh, kind of knuckler from the point. I do want to go to Coach Blaze here a little bit. If you're Jared Bednar in the locker room, Coach Blaze, oh my God. <laughs> Jesse, you're benched. Yeah, I was going to say. You're, you're Bednar in the locker room after this game. What are you saying to the abs? Are you, are you, are you nitpicking? Are you saying great effing win? Are you, are you saying you guys got lucky? What, what are you telling Colorado after this game? I'm not telling them they got lucky. I mean, for real. Yeah. Like they, they did a great job. I mean, again, like, and they, they played well, they came out, they, they started to do what they haven't been doing. Right. Is like, first off these slow starts, they're no longer happening anymore. Right. They came out dominated got up three goals and then hung on the right way, had scoring chances. You know, Calgary, Calgary's a good team. They're going to push back. They're going to get their chances. They get a power play goal. That's it. That's a great job. All Keep right. doing what you're doing. Let the good times roll. As they say, uh, you can roll up those good times right into the divisional round of the NFL playoffs <laughs> with DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you can get $5 on any NFL divisional round. I don't, what's the round of the playoffs called for the NFL? I don't know. Anyway, go bet $5 on an NFL game. Get $200 in free bets when you go with the code DNVR at DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, you can take that $200. You can bet it on whatever you want. I'm not saying Miko's going to win the Rocket, but... He's got a chance. He's in the conversation at this point. Like, NHL.com put out that graphic the other day of like their top eight heart trophy, like in-house poll getters. And he wasn't even in the top eight. It's like, that's insane. That's insane. <laughs> that nobody, nobody has him in their top eight. When even your own fan base, though, there's people still being like, he's a bum. <laughs> <laughs> There's not that many left on Miko at this point. There's not, all... but there was like in that stretch where he's just like McKinnon's gone and he's scoring every game. Somebody's like, he's a bum. He got, we got to trade him. You're like, <laughs> what? What are you? What are you watching? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, certainly Miko put a lot of that to bed uh, at this point. Now with 31 goals on the season, you can bet on that. Seven back. I know that's what I'm saying. It's a conversation. He's yeah. he's in the top four. Uh, you can bet on that. You can bet on whatever you want over at DraftKings. Use the DNVR code for the new account. Must be 21 or older. Colorado only. Other terms, restrictions, and conditions apply. See DraftKings.com slash sportsbook or the notes in the description down below for more. And, of course, if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-522-4700. We're also brought to you by the amazing folks over at Illegal Pete's. There's one just a couple of blocks from the bar where you can get your delicious burritos with all of the freshest ingredients. They have something for everybody. If you have dietary restrictions, just let them know. They'll get you hooked up. Even if it's gluten-free, some of the harder ones, they've got you covered. If you're just on a diet and 
want to do keto or all of the other crazy ones that I don't know the name of. Clearly, I don't diet, okay? We realized that. Uh, the belly smack. My if you do, you can get taken care of at Illegal Pete's. They've got you covered. Go check them out. Hit up their happy hour as well from 3 to 6 p.m. Great place to pregame going to the DNVR bar. Just just throwing it out there. You can pregame at Illegal Pete's and then, and then come on down to the bar for the game and have a great time. <clears throat> Second period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Uh, what has happened? Who possessed Arturi Lekkanen over the last three games? Arturi Lekkanen. Because the man has five goals and then tack on an assist for six points in the last three games. I don't know if the graphic's ready, but he's getting our king of the game. The dude shows up and shows out for Colorado. Nate, Nate likes playing with him, dude. Nate, <laughs> yeah, Nate likes playing with that guy. And, and there's a count. Like, I, I seriously, I like that line of McKinnon, Rodriguez, Lekkinen. Uh, I'd keep two thirds of it together if Landy comes back. Mm-hmm. Sorry, Erod, but yeah. But no, does like Lecky and does Lecky? They, they kind of play the same game, though. You put them on the same line. You got Ooh. two grinders on that line. Who? Landy, Landy, and Lekkinen kind of have that same kind of grind set game. Well, I mean, I between Landis Kovnachushkin and Rantanen, I don't think there's a wrong answer as to which third guy you put on that yeah. line. Yeah, no, yeah. I do. <laughs> I'd probably go with Landis but I mean, good problem to have. <laughs> so, so, yeah. All right, I'm gonna, I'm gonna derail this completely, really fast. When I went on the CHGO show before the Chicago game, we talked about let's just let's just say they trade for Jonathan Taves. What do you make your top six look like? It's really what easy. Is what is it? Well, for well, I mean, I guess it's really easy for me because yeah, no, that's that's, just, that's what I'm asking. Uh, I, get, I would I, I would go Lekkinen, I would go Lekkinen, McKinnon, and Nachushkin, and then I would go oh, with. Landeskog, Taves, and Rantanen. See, I just I think have... that the separating Rantanen and McKinnon has brought out the best in Rantanen. And I so that's the that. key there because otherwise my my initial before, – before Miko decided that he was going to figure out how to be a superstar all on his own and a grown-up, I was thinking that you go Lekkanen, McKinnon, Rantanen, and then yeah. Landeskog, okay, Taves, and Natushkin – for the ultimate, yeah, like, defensive I, I love the line. shutdown line for sure. And you'll have that option in game right. at any point to make that switch whenever you do want that kind of a shift. Right. I just thought, again, it's it's. I'm not saying it's going to happen. I, I, you know, we're still a ways off from that. But yeah, just with Caves <laughs> looking fine this year, not great, not you know outstanding. With him looking good, I just keep thinking that's more and more of an intriguing option for exactly what you just said, AJ. Really, any combination of those six players mm-hmm. that you have to play with throughout <clears throat> excuse me, the course of a game, you're going to be hard-pressed to find a bad combination. You can have well, a- And then you throw out a third line of New Hook, Comfer, and Rodriguez, and you're like... Right. And suddenly all, and right. suddenly, all that depth stuff that we were talking about at the beginning of the year, you're mm-hmm. back to feeling very good about yeah because yep. then your fourth line is andrew cocliano ben myers and logan o'connor and you feel completely comfortable with us uh or darren helm if he's not he done. doesn't seem good doesn't look good for darren but uh <clears throat> I, getting back to the, game. the beer league rule getting his minimum number of regular season games in so he can play in the playoffs <laughs> I'm, some absolute nonsense is going to come out of my mouth here, but I'm going to ask it anyway. Classic. Classic. If Arturi Lekkanen just keeps his mouth shut and takes the penalty that isn't his, do the Avs kill that penalty? No. No? You think Logan O'Connor doesn't save the day? No. Okay. I mean, I think they would have caught it eventually, right? I, I genuinely don't know if Arturi just said, "Yep, okay, I'll take it." I don't you had to love Anton Bleed trying to trying to take yeah, the fall for out. it. <laughs> that was the best part of the whole thing. Anton Bleed hopping off the bench, being like, "Guys, it was me." <laughs> nope. 
What up? That right there. Anton Bleed's best contribution so far this season. <laughs> Is this what they meant by loud player? <laughs> um, obviously, the Avs do give up the one goal on the power play. I didn't love the penalty from LOC. Not a not a great one there. I really don't have that big of a problem with the goal being scored. It's an unbelievably good shot. Yeah. Uh, just don't put yourself in that spot when you're up by three. Don't take the penalty. <clears throat> Uh, yeah, the, the the timing of all of that was the only part that I didn't, <clears throat> excuse me, care for. Um, so early in the third period, going back to what AJ was talking about earlier, of you let them back in the game that early in the third period, it's almost kind of like you let them back in it at the end of the second. Mm-hmm. The the timing of all of that was the only thing that I didn't care for. But um, yeah, I mean, if that happens at thirteen minutes, you're like so right. But at 18 minutes, 17 minutes, you are kind of like, okay, <laughs> like we got like a nervy 15 minutes we got to get through here. Because even before the empty net goal, like if you can get to the last 90 seconds with that two goal lead, you're like, we're winning this hockey game. Yeah, it's really hard to mess that up. Uh, it's really rare too. Even in a season where teams are giving up more leads than ever, it's still really rare for two teams to score two goals in 90 seconds. Yeah, Beyond that, I do want to talk about a few of the negatives in this one. Uh, number one, your worst play of the game can't be coming from your best player in the game. Dude, that bat blind backhand that creates that break. So where, bad. Dude, <laughs> what is Nathan McKinnon doing? I mean, there's trusting guys, but you, what you is that, man? an iota of the game situation and the yeah. awareness. You're up by two in the third period. There's no reason in a million years to ever try that in that situation. Yep, I agree. Blaze Taves did it too. Taves <laughs> did it too in, in the av zone, and it led to a high danger scoring chance right in the slot. It was a straight over pass. It was bad. He just other than that just, though, he was awesome. I, I agree. I mean, Taves balled out. Played 27 minutes yeah. tonight. It's just. You would love for the yeah, – look, I get it. They're feeling confident. They're they're playing the way they want to play. But, man, if that puck ends up in the back of the Avs net, you're looking at McKinnon and going, buddy, <laughs> what the hell? <laughs> well, and even in the last eight minutes of that game, as they're trying to keep that lead, you, your most productive shift is coming from Alex Newell and Logan yeah. O'Connor. They're the only yeah. line that gets out there and is consistently pinning the flames in their own zone not shooting the puck. They're not doing anything that's going to show up on a box score. They're not doing any of that, but they were pucks deep, cycle the puck, get it to the other guy, have him get it back, win your battle, move it along. Great. They killed 90 seconds. They killed 90 seconds on one shift. Just just in their own zone and then between between, uh, getting on, getting off. They 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 had a 90 seconds like window where they controlled that game, and then uh, Ranton and got on. Ranton and Zion gets on the ice, and things go sideways immediately. And it wasn't like it wasn't like atrocious. Obviously, it was just you saw with Alex Newhook's line, like they they were getting it deep, they were winning their battles, they were actually just doing those late game things that you need to do to protect the lead. And McKinnon was getting out there and just giving up chances. And you're like, what is happening? This is not normal. Uh, beyond that, we gave the defense a lot of praise. A lot of it was deserved. You're running a 7D formation tonight. You're running a bunch of borderline NHLers. At times, the miscommunications on the defensive end got a little bit dicey. Yeah, McDermott and Taves, where Taves is trying to throw that puck behind him because he's used to Kale McCarr being there to pick it up. And Curtis McDermott's not within 10 feet. I don't know which one of them blew that. Like, I don't know if McDermott is supposed to be there. Sure. Taves obviously thinks there's somebody going to be there. And McDermott's like, what are you doing? (laughs) So that miscommunication. And then Brad Hunt. Yeah. What the like, flying fuck are you doing? Tries to set a pick like, on Sam like Gerard. check Sam Gerard for no reason. <laughs> yeah. Like Gerard's got the puck, he's moving it. He's behind the. He's he. We see him do this all the time. 
The problem always comes with Gerard is the backhand up the wall. Does it make it out or does it not? Like, and Brad Hunt's like, we're not even getting there today. I'm forechecking you, baby. <laughs> what the shit, dude? Like, he gets in, he takes an insanely bad angle, causes that turnover. The entire thing is on Brad Hunt because Sam Gerard's just doing what Sam Gerard does. And Brad Hunt's like, nah, I'm separating you from this thing. And then you get, you're watching people like, Sam Gerard is useless. That guy in the crowd with the idiotic sign, I'm sure, was freaking out. <laughs> it was so like, that was one of those moments where you're like, what are you doing? <laughs> like, there's a miscommunication, and then there's just, he's just like drifting around yeah. in nowhere. And I'm, lost. Yeah. you're, again, ask yourself, why is the player doing this thing? What is the purpose of this decision that he has made? Or is he just watching the puck and drifting around? It was so stupid. <laughs> it was funny, too, because, like, right out of the bat, like, first three minutes, I think it was Brad Hunt's first shift. Great moves, like, coming out of the zone, like, in the neutral zone, just making some space, making a great pass, you know, like, doing those little things where you're like, he's got this figured out, and then that shit happens, and it just changes the whole outlook on what he's doing because he's got those, like, He's got those moves, and if he doesn't like overcommit and try to do too much with the puck, he plays a good game. But he does have those <laughs> those brain parts. When you see what you in, in, in front of his own net, he makes a really nice deflection of the puck, and he still gives up a high danger scoring chances. That guy just outworks him. Yeah, and you're just like, <sighs> like ultimately, I thought more than anything, it was a step forward for Brad Hunt. He was good. I liked, I liked the most, the majority of his game, but the mistakes were like the big mistakes. It was the same with McDermott. There were a couple of plays where there was one sequence in in particular. Three attempts it took him to get a puck out of the zone. <laughs> like I... you normally don't get three shots at it, dude. Yeah. Normally, normally, if you get two, something has gone wrong, and the second one ends up in the back of your net. And he got three shots at it in one shift. So, um, like, he got it out on the third one, and great job. But bleh. one <laughs> more negative-ish, and something we've harped on before, so I don't want to go too deep into it. But this was a game where, for the majority of it, the Avs were up by three goals certainly up by two for significantly more than that. <clears throat> Neither Anton Bleed nor Ben Myers hit the five-minute mark tonight. Uh, if you can't trust a guy to play him when you are up by three goals, why is he in your lineup? It's, it's not like a late-game lead either. Like, they were up three goals in the first period. They had all game yep. to do this. Yep. I, I don't understand. Me either, but it is what it is. So, so here, here will be my only pushback. I don't know if there's any of those guys that they would have played more than that in the bottom half of their lineup in a game like tonight. Well, and that's I, I think that's the problem. You. Like, right, right. Like, it's not about they, the guys. they have it's chosen. They, it's not like anybody forced to their hand. They have chosen the depth guys. They have they want to run out there. They have they have selected Anton Bleed and Ben Myers. Fine, whatever. We can quibble with that decision, whatever. So these are the guys you've picked. And Bednar just it doesn't matter. There's no there, there's no trust. There's they just you just won't do it. You just won't do it. And for me, it, it drives me crazy. Yeah. The yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I mean, I mean, AJ, you and I have talked about the bleed call up now for the last couple of days, just you know, back and forth texting and shit. I feel bad because like Anton Bleed works his ass off at practice. Like he, he, he seems like he's well liked. He's a good guy. Uh, all that's what the fuck. All of that stuff. I don't know. What just happened. Your camera wow. went into like warp mode. Yeah. yeah. Anton Bleed in your camera, Anyways. messing it up. <laughs> uh, yeah, I was gonna say, fucking, I got my camera feed hacked here by the Bleed family. Um, <laughs> you, you know, like <sighs> he seems like he works really hard and he's well liked, and 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 I'm sure, you know, he 
could have some level of NHL skill in there. From what I've seen, the way this team plays, of, of all the guys that they've called up, for me, he's been the least impressive and least impactful. AJ, you and I were talking the other morning about, like, we all kind of made a, you know, a joke about that he's a loud player thing in training camp. But, like, genuinely, all jokes aside, like, I, I don't notice Anton bleed when he's out there. Yeah. And then he ends up not being out there very much. It's, and it's just this, is, this was my frustration with the way that they've gone about with Martin Kaut this year is because the it's always well, he has such quiet games. You know, he plays such a quiet game. He just you don't ever notice him. And then they call up Anton Bleed, and you're like, Have you seen him once? Has he done one thing? Well, and that's one uh, this that's the struggle with me is we've seen guys get called up foodie the four shifts of Shane Bowers where you've seen them and gone, Oh, I liked that. Well, it's not even, I like that. It's there. They are. Sure, They make themselves noticeable. That's a good way to put it. And that was my big thing with foodie in his games and, and, and why that was a guy that I was maybe hoping you'd get the call up over Anton bleed is because I thought that was a guy who was noticeable and found a way to, stand out in in games i mean you guys know i i i I, that's my big issue that's always been my big issue with martin count is he just completely disappears but to your point aj anton bleed i just don't notice him i I just don't notice him you could put that guy in a 99 sweater and cut and and have it be fucking orange and i couldn't see him out there Even when he's telling the refs he took the penalty, you don't notice him? I mean, that part was fun, but (laughs) if your most noticeable contribution is trying to to be the fucking fall guy. He's the perfect bodyguard. You don't notice him until someone's shooting the – trying to shoot the guy, all right? Yeah, he's no Charles Houdon, that's for sure. (laughs) (laughs) Houdon's another another one. Literally pick pick a call up outside of maybe Cal Burke. Yeah. Uh, okay. I guess they gave um, Ranta a shout last week. And- on that note, uh, if you're getting called up to the game and you need tickets, game time is the way to go. You can get your tickets through game time for up to 60% off prices. So it's an amazing way to go get yourself tickets. There's a link down in the description of this video where you can click on, take you over to game time. Over 15 million people have used it. When you use the link, it helps us out a little bit too. So please do that. Uh, when you check them out, you know, the website's got everything covered for you. They'll show you where your seats are. They cover all major sports in North America. So you're good to go no matter what it is you're looking for, whether it's Avs, Nuggets, out of town, you name it. There you go. Yeah, yeah, showing you the way to get it. Right there. It says buy Avalanche tickets right there. You can get in there with game time. Buy them up. Make sure you download their app. Use the link. Get it all good. Now, when you're <laughs> when you're going to the game, a lot of people use ride shares. And I know nobody likes to think about the worst that can happen. You, you end up in a ride share, you end up in an accident. Nobody wants to be a part of that, but those things do happen. And if that's happened to you, Bacchus and Shanker, they've got you covered. They will help you out if you've been injured and it's not your fault. They will completely cover Whatever you need, go hit them up. It's a free consultation from them. They won't even have you pay them until you win money in your case. So Bacchus and Shanker just out here doing it for people in Colorado for eternity. They've been doing it for so long. I remember as a kid their commercials popping on. It's also why I think it's super dope that we're sponsored by them now. I, I won't lie. I laughed when I saw it on the on the log. I was like, no way. <laughs> right. Exactly what you just said. I was like, I've been seeing that forever. That's so funny. Most Colorado thing about us is that we're sponsored by Bacchus and Shanker. Yeah. yeah. I, I got a tagline. I got a tagline for him. What's if this that? happens to you, just mash two. Their phone number, for the record, is two 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 two. So we had we had a guy in our post game chat the other day say, "Just push two for a while." (laughs) You get to buy. Bam. (laughs) 
Hit them up. They've won over a billion dollars for their clients over the years, so they know what they're doing. They're hooking people up to get what they deserve if they were in an unfortunate accident. They cover car accidents, motorcycles, ride shares, pedestrians, trucks. They can even help if you're injured at work. So call them up with that two number uh, and find out if you have a case for completely free. Bacchus and Shanker wins. Third period. Do you think they would take a case that involves a Zamboni? Oh, yeah, definitely. You said that like you're considering committing a Zamboni crime. <laughs> well, he knows of one. Yeah. I mean, Deadpool did it, so, you know. He did do it. Yeah. I, I, everyone's seen that Zamboni on fire video, right? Like, oh, yeah. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm sure Bacchus and Shanker could have won that guy something. Like. <laughs> Anyway, <laughs> third period of the DNVR Avalanche podcast presented by DraftKings Sportsbook. Three in a row for the Avs. They're they're officially back on the streak here. Everything's good. Everything's feeling better, despite you know Kale McCarr being day to day. A couple of things here and there. You're rapidly approaching the uh the all-star break here did you say crappedly on purpose i did not no you have the back-to-back coming up this weekend and then three games at home washington anaheim st louis realistic expectations going forward here if you go three and two is that good enough let's see Six games left, don't they? Uh, I believe it's five after tonight. Yeah, it's the back-to-back and then three more. All right. Uh, three and two would be fine because that means you go four and two to finish it off. And you feel fine about that. That'd, yeah, that's better. Feasible. That would be great because, look, they're, you need to pencil in the Seattle game as a loss. Yep. They're on the second night of a back-to-back, and Seattle is not. So Seattle just gets to sit there and watch the Avs struggle to beat the Canucks for the first time this year. <laughs> so they've got that. But the rest of that, I mean, Anaheim, you have to win that game. Oh, I, uh, I, I scheduled that as a loss for the Avs, the way that they've been playing against teams like that this year. <laughs> <laughs> you really need to win that game. Obviously, St. Louis, you feel like – you love any opportunity to continue keeping them down bad. So win that game. Has the, the Washington game. There, yeah. Who knows? The Caps are so all over the place this year. Darcy Kemper, is he is he great again? Like now as he's on fire, they just got Backstrom and Tom Wilson back into the lineup. They're much harder to play against. Their lineup looks formidable. All their injury issues, and they're the only team, they're the only team that actually cares about winning this year that has the same kind of injury problems the Ats have had. Mm-hmm. So, you know, and it looks like they're going to walk into that game. Who knows how healthy the abs may or may not be with Vance environment, McCarr all not far off. Yeah. yeah maybe. Yeah. Maybe not far off. We, we don't, we still know anything about McCarr. So. Certainly Manson is not far off. <laughs> yeah, definitely. And, and I mean, the, I guess Byron was post all-star break. So I guess I'm jumping the gun there, but with Manson and maybe McCarr back, you, you really feel like you should be fine. Okay, so four and two, a reasonable, attainable yeah, if, goal. If, if your then... two losses are Washington and Seattle, you have no issues. Don't lose to Anaheim, and don't you dare fucking lose to Vancouver again. <laughs> or say, I mean, like you said, St. Louis, I mean, they're right on the tails of the abs right now. Like, you need all those points that you can get, especially if teams are just right there with you in the state. Well, especially if you're trying to convince, if you're trying to convince St. Louis to be in seller mode in five weeks. Yeah. Don't give them points. Bury them early. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> looking at that that exact situation, the Avs slide up ahead of Nashville today with point totals. Uh, again, as we mentioned on the pregame show, a win tonight squarely puts them ahead of Calgary by points percentage. But the Avs remain pretty much games in hand on everyone that matters except for Minnesota. Uh, so they still have schedule to make up and close gaps on a lot of these teams. Sitting at 49 points, technically two points out of a playoff spot, but games at yeah. hand means and they... You're five points back with 
40 games to play, 39 games to play, like that, and that's a third in your division, not of a playoff right. spot. I I actually would have to look, but when I looked this up, I think it was three or four games ago. The Avs had the seventh easiest remaining schedule in the league, also. So, is it fifth now? Yeah, it is. So the, the things are set up pretty well for everything to align Which was with the Avs. Thing that we had talked about, by yeah. the way, like yeah. the Avs have a lot of games against California to come. Yep, they have that. They have relatively continuing to march toward being a healthier team. Mm-hmm. It, it, it's good. Things are good. We'll put it that they way. They have eight games left in California. I'm looking at the head-to-head right now. I was updating it. It's fun. Adding to the goal diff again. Went down mm-hmm. to one. It's yeah, it went down to one, and now it's like skyrocketed back up. It's back to 13. It's awesome. Yep. Did a casual plus 13 in three games. Yeah. Turns out a 7 nothing 6 3 4 1 stretch helped the old goal differential. Does wonders for math. We got a few super chats to get to here. As Megan is memeing about the Houdon homies. Yeah, let's go. As vaguely sober sober is also memeing about them. Houdon did have a three-point night down for the Eagles tonight. Good bounce back for them after a bad, bad night. Yeah. Yeah, what they lose, like, seven to three? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Had a 3-1 lead and turned into a 7-3 loss. RTV clearly watched my review video. Snow unga bunga good. Fire unga bunga bad. Very true. Thank you, RTV. Well said. <laughs> Abs fans, most articulate fan base. Uh, okay. That is the Super Chats. Uh, I'm about to literally pass out, so final thoughts and let's get out of here. Great win. Three in a row. It's like put those together instead of the injuries together. It's awesome. What those guys said. There you go. <laughs> Pray for McCarver here. <laughs> we, we'll be back tomorrow for a normal 1 p.m. show. And then, of course, have you covered Friday and Saturday for the games. Hopefully, I feel good enough to do watch alongs and stuff at that point. We appreciate all of y'all. Uh, stay safe with all the snow out there. We got like almost a foot out where I am. So it's pretty wild. Uh, we appreciate you, and we will see you on the next one.